Wild women, welcome. This is the Femme Podcast. If you're new around here, I'm Jack, one half of the Femme Duo. Before you dive into today's episode, I want to give you a heads up. The Femme Podcast is on season number two. You're about to listen to an episode from season one, which was the Spiritual Smackdown podcast where we invited women to rise from rock bottom. So season one is all about the Spiritual Smackdown. Season two is all about rising from greatness to greatness. More on top of more on top of more. It's where we tap into everything your woman desires. The money, the sex, the wealth, the power, the pussy desires. Start here and then come join us for season two. We're waiting. It's like a little tap on the butt or a huge womp on the booty. A spiritual smackdown is the universe's way of saying, hey, you, it's time for a change. It's time to listen to your intuition. You know, that little voice you've been ignoring. It's time for something bigger, something miraculous. But before you get to experience those highs you got to shift through the lows. Oh, those lows. And those often start at rock bottom. Hey, I'm Rob. And I'm Jack. We're best friends and business partners. We life together, work together, play together. Basically all the things together. And somehow we ended up here. With a community of thousands of badass, beautiful women who want more from life than staying surface level. So we're going deep. This podcast is going to connect you with the woman who's been to rock bottom through the exact same thing that scares you the most. We'll address the fears that are keeping you stuck, the heartbreak you've never healed from, the broke ass months. Oh, I remember those. We're giving you all the resources you need to shift your life and business to rise so that you can finally start living a life you're wild about. So welcome to this space, a space to listen to those hard truths and learn from them. A space to connect with women who aren't pretending to have it all figured out. This is a space for women to finally understand and celebrate that rock bottom is often the very place to rise. So go ahead and fill your cup with coffee or wine and come get real with us as we spit our truth and get ready to rise. Hey guys, welcome back to the Spiritual Smackdown podcast for the wild woman ready to rise. So today we're going to dive into a topic that actually, again, came from you guys. We had talked about this on our Instagram a couple weeks ago when Rob and I were playing a little game of truth or dare, and we're talking about our fears. And one of the fears that came up for Robin was always just feeling like the little girl. I do. Sometimes I still have that fear creep in where I walk into a room of grown-ass, powerful women, and I just shrink. Does anyone else feel that way? Oh, I know that there's lots of people that feel that way because I have had this conversation with some of our clients, and the response that we got from that Instagram was like, yep, me too. I think that this comes in for women at all different stages. It comes in as a business owner. It comes in as a mother. It comes in in so many places where – you know, really that underlying question is, am I enough? Do I deserve a seat at the big girl table? Yeah. Like remember when you were a kid and all you wanted to do was sit at that growing up table? Yeah. And for me, I remember like even the power then that I felt when my little sister and like the little cousins were sitting at that small table. And it was like all of a sudden, sudden sitting at the growing ass table, you feel 
like you belong. Well, and let's boil this down for a second because I'm sitting here listening to you kind of dissecting this fear a little bit because, I mean, this fear is a little bit ridiculous. I'm almost 33 years old. I am a grown-ass woman. But I'm thinking, like, what is the root of this fear? Where does this fear actually come from? It comes from the root fear that we are not enough. I am not enough, therefore I don't belong at the big girl table. I am not smart enough, therefore I don't belong in this room with executive women's. Mm -hmm. Women's. Women's. (laughs) (laughs) You know? But that's where that fear comes from, really. Literally, when I was like thinking back of like childhood, it was that wanting to belong, that really wanting to belong and sit at the other table where you felt you were enough. Yeah. And because once you graduate from the kitty table, then you're old enough, you're mature enough, can carry out like adult conversation. You're allowed to hear what they're talking about. You're allowed to laugh at the big people jokes. It really is all of a sudden moving your chair literally across the room is what graduates you from little girl to woman. The thing about this fear is that that it's a fear that presents at any time and there's no real like rational reason for it though because you can check off all the things that you've accomplished as a business owner like you have built two six-figure businesses you've sold a six-figure business but still that fear comes up that you don't belong yeah and isn't that crazy yeah so here's the thing these deep-rooted fears live in our subconscious somewhere along the way when I was a little girl I took on the feeling that I was not enough, that I wasn't seen in the cafeteria as a school girl, that I wasn't smart enough for getting the highest grades, that I wasn't good enough at violin, that I wasn't the prettiest girl, that I didn't have enough freedom. All of these stories and the way that I was raised led me to believe I never measured up to the cool girls, that I never measured up to the women who were getting their MBAs or the women that took the corporate jobs, right? Because my belief was that the best people have the best grades, have the longest, prettiest hair, have the longest legs, have the best corporate jobs with the highest salaries. And I literally don't have any of those things. So do you feel like there's this measuring stick for you that makes you able to sit at the grown-ass women's table, but the measuring stick is unrealistic because no matter what, that measuring stick almost keeps growing. I think we all have a measuring stick, whether it's conscious or not. I believe that we are all measuring ourselves up against something, whether that's our own standards or our own expectations or society's standards, society's expectations, our parents, our partners, our bosses. But I also believe we have that choice And this is what helps me shift out of the fear, which we'll get to later. But we have that choice to recognize the fear and then consciously say, okay, I recognize that I'm comparing myself to this set of unrealistic expectations and things that I don't even necessarily, I don't believe that the smartest, most loving, most service-based, truth-telling, honest, beautiful women are the fake women I've created in my brain. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't walk into a room and perceive other women the way I perceive myself. That right there, I think is a huge one because you don't ever walk in and not even just you, but I think as women, like we don't walk in and think, oh, that person doesn't belong at this table, but yet we think it about ourselves. Yep. 
that's that internal measuring stick. Mm-hmm. Because even do you think that sitting at the table, is that measured by like, okay, when I do X, Y, Z, now I belong at this table? Or it's really just like this feeling? Feeling. Mm-hmm. Because even when you say that, X, Y, Z, to me, like the women I want at my table, I don't even care about their checklist. I don't care about their accomplishments. I don't care about their income or their relationship status. Why would I measure myself on that measuring stick? But I again, I, th- I think it comes back to that internal set of expectations and those subconscious beliefs that we learn as a little girl that teach us who we're supposed to be, who we're supposed to grow into to become successful, beautiful, abundant, loved. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel like that? Do you ever feel like a little girl? Oh, that is a good question. I don't think that this is a fear that comes up for me. But I don't think this is like really a fear, but maybe there's something underlying here. Like I definitely feel sometimes, I mean, I'm going to be 40 in a couple of years. I think of like, oh, what were my parents like when they were like 40? I don't feel like I'm like this like mature. You're not this like woman with a white picket fence and all the lunch boxes in a row and the laundry hanging on the line. You're not like a maiden woman. Yes. So as, so when you asked that, I was like, oh, do I feel like a little girl in terms of like motherhood? But not really. I'm just like, oh, because I also am very confident in how I am as a mom that I'm just like doing my own thing, which I know is very different than how I was raised and how a lot of moms show up in the world. And I think a big difference for you is that you own that. Mm-hmm. You don't doubt it. Mm-hmm. You don't question it. You don't compare yourself to other women who are loving their lives, hanging the clothes on the line and having the lunch boxes in order. That is what fulfills that woman. And that is how she operates. And you operate in a very different way with a very different structure. But you don't look at that woman who has all her ducks in a row and operates this way and compare yourself and think you're less of a woman. I do. Yeah, God, no. No, I don't. Yeah, I do. I look at that woman who pays her bills on time every month and has a file folder for her accounting, knows where her tax slips are, packs all the lunches the night before. Like, I look at the picture of that woman who, like, on the outside has all of her shit together, and I measure myself against that woman. Like, oh, my God, she's wearing high heels and ironed pants, and I'm in my blush, tapered joggers for the fourth day in a row. (laughs) Yeah, totally get that. That even brought up, remember when your hubs said to me when, guys, Rob and I used to be the worst at doing taxes and doing taxes on time. Used to. Changed that story for ourselves. We changed that story for ourselves. But at one point, because this again was like how I'm just, I think I changed the story for myself too. Remember your husband, like this was like a big thing that we didn't do our taxes on time for tons of reasons. And I was like, oh no, this is like a savings plan for me because I was like all these like child tax benefits that I haven't been collecting for the past year and a half, like I'm just gonna get this big wampum check from the government. And I was like, okay with it. I wasn't being like, I didn't have that comparison. Like, oh, if I would have done this on time, then I would have. That wouldn't make you a grown ass woman. That would not make me a grown ass woman. Something really interesting came up there because for me, I know from my husband's perspective, not having your taxes done on time makes you irresponsible. Yes. Makes you immature. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So that's a, you asked me what a trigger was. That is definitely a trigger. So like, yeah. And whereas I don't feel that I don't have that attachment, like, oh, to the things I do makes me the grown ass woman. Right. Like, I, I just feel like I'm a grown ass woman in my own way. And I might look a lot different than other grown ass woman. Women's again. <laughs> women's. <laughs> All you grown ass women's out there. I definitely have an attachment to that. The things that I do definitely dictate how much of a woman I feel like. For sure. Hmm. Hondo P. Okay, so things like, you know, not doing taxes might trigger this for you. It really is a lot of that like what I've done and haven't done. So going back into the earlier conversation when we were talking about the measuring stick. Mm -hmm. So say I was going to go to a networking event, which used to be my worst nightmare, by the way. I don't know if any of you listeners are with me on this, but like I would have rather died literally than attend any sort of networking event. And was it because you felt like you didn't belong there? Yeah. Yes. Totally. Like literally felt like the only tomboy in a room of like a million feminine women. Would you have said that then though? Because I I would have thought that you didn't like to go to networking events because you don't like small talk. So I also hate small talk, but I don't think I would have admitted it. This is what we do, right? We cover our root fears with other fears. So that fear, the root fear of not being enough comes out as the fear of being a little girl, not being seen as a woman. And then that could come out as hating small talk isn't a fear. It's an excuse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? I don't want to attend networking events because I don't like small talk. Then like don't Don't fucking have have small talk, you know? But what I would do at networking events was I would just go there and fake it. I'd fake my confidence, which is fine to an extent, but it's not fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Right? I got to say, I think that fake it till you make it advice is kind of garbage. It's garbage in a lot of senses. It's not garbage in the sense that it's like, do the hard thing before you're ready, right? Like say yes, do the hard thing for sure. But I think in this, what you're talking about, it's like, oh, going to an event and like almost pretending to be someone that you're not. Is not going to make you feel like a grown ass woman. It's actually going to make you go home and feel smaller. Like, oh, great. I went there and showed up as a version of myself. I don't even know who that was. So see, I don't belong there. Or those women really liked that person. That wasn't the real me. So if I would have shown up as me, they wouldn't have liked me. So some of our actions actually reaffirm our fears, right? That's why it's so important to lean into that vulnerability and to get all the way down to the root of a fear to figure out where does this actually stem from? If it's a maternal wound, like a wound between the mother and daughter, then that needs to be healed. If it's the feeling of not being enough, then that needs to be healed. If it's a lack of confidence, then you need to work on your subconscious to build up your self-worth, right? So I actually think that we've almost just like sort of debunked the fear of being a little girl. You know you're a grown-ass woman. Your age is undeniable, but there's an underlying fear there that's preventing you from showing up in your wholeness. Yeah, just right there, in your wholeness. There's like parts of you that you are not 
bringing to the surface. There's parts of you that you are just allowing to stay small. And parts of yourself that you still aren't able to get vulnerable with. Damn, it always comes back to vulnerability, doesn't it? Always, 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 always. And this is the thing. You can't access those fears and you'll never figure out the root fear until you allow yourself to get vulnerable and until you allow yourself to dig deeper, right? This is why the spiritual smackdown is so powerful for a lot of people because spiritual smackdowns force us to the ground. They force us to strip away all the you know, little fears or the little excuses we give ourselves and they like literally show us and reveal our biggest, deepest fears and lessons without our willingness, right? How many of us choose SmackDowns? Nope. I don't think anyone's like, oh yeah, I really wanted that one to come. I mean, after we've talked about after the SmackDown where you can find the blessing in it, but yeah, you're not going to go into like, hey, I'm just going to like dive into a smackdown here to learn my lesson, to uncover this fear, to uncover the root of my fear. Right. And I think a great way to avoid that eventual smackdown, because they always come when we refuse to learn a lesson, is to allow yourself to get vulnerable. What are your triggers? What makes you feel like a little girl? Answering that question is going to help lead you to the wounds that need healing. So going back to that networking event where you don't feel like you belong at the table, where you feel like you're the smallest person in the room, how can you then step into vulnerability in an instant like that? Okay. First of all, coaches need coaches, right? We've all heard this. We all agree with this. It's so important to invest in yourself and to really do the healing work. And so I worked with my goals coach, Jackie Carr, who I love, and she's going to be a guest on our podcast. We're so excited to have her. But she said to me one day I was going to do a public speaking event. I was speaking at a women's business event to like 30 plus year old other female business owners. These are the women I coach. These are the women I lead. Women in their 40s and their 50s, some women in their 60s who have been running successful businesses for 30 years. And I stood up on that stage and I rocked the shit out of it. Like, owned it. You were there. I I was there. You rocked the shit out of it. It actually made me cry how proud I was of you. Oh, which you're the best. But even after that, I still had to mantra my way into believing I was worthy of rocking that stage. You know, like, no, no, you did own it. Not belittling myself, not coming up with excuses for why it was so good. Oh, it was fine, but they didn't really get any value. Oh, it was fine, but it was free. Oh, it was fine, but, 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 but. So Jackie said to me before this speaking engagement, walk into that room, take a big inhale and say to yourself, I belong. I belong at this table. I'm a big girl. I belong at this table. And ever since then, I've learned to literally physically take up space. Like I walk into an uncomfortable situation now and I just take up space. I grow an inch taller. I fill my lungs with air. I wear clothes that make me feel powerful and like the woman I want to be. I don't engage in small talk. I really strongly dislike small talk. It makes me feel like a little girl. Yeah. You really step into the woman you desire to be. 
And that's the only way you can shift out of that fear. You can't continue to be a little girl and act like a little girl and go home and feel like a woman. You can't hide in the bedroom and, you know, demand your partner turns out the lights and doesn't touch you that way. And you you can't ask for things the way you really like it and then expect to feel like a sexual goddess. You have to step into that womanhood. You have to step into your wholeness. And that's really uncomfortable. Really uncomfortable. And one thing that I've noticed that you've said too, is that you also didn't try to shy away from this fear. Like you've acknowledged that little girl. You've acknowledged when you're entering that room that, okay, this is the fears that might come up for me. These are the stories that might play in my head and I'm going to acknowledge her and I'm just going to like tell her it's safe for us to enter this room. Tell her it's safe for us to go and speak in front of these women. You're going to hold her hand versus just pretend that she doesn't exist. Yes. And I love that you just said that because our past client and like BFF forever, Zoe Ann, you guys have to follow her. She puts on these women's eves. And at her last event, she actually invited us to acknowledge that little girl. And so often with this fear, with the fear of being a little girl, we just try and push her out. Mm -hmm. Like, no, no, I'm not a little girl anymore. You know, like I'm a grown up now and I'm a woman. But the truth is that little girl is still part of us, right? We are all little girls at heart. We are all that that child encompasses is still within us, but we've learned to shut her down. We've learned to shut down our imaginations, our creativity, our exploration and curiosity. And shutting all of that down is also a surefire way to shut down all of your feminine energy. So it's no wonder you can't grow into a woman, right? So Zoe, our like sweet little fireball was like, ladies, Look at yourself as a little girl and say to her, I forgive you. I love you. Thank you. I forgive you. I love you. Thank you. I forgive you. I love you. Thank you. And like I was standing in this room, seeing myself as a little girl saying these things. And all of a sudden it was like this little girl that was outside of me who I can still see her like so perfectly, this little vision of myself. I was looking at her. And then all of a sudden, we just like, you know how in the movies, like The Matrix, people like morph into one being, you know? I do not know that movie, but I'm going to go along with you here. I like saw that child like come into one with myself. And I think this is really important for any woman, any of our listeners who are out there feeling like the little girl inside the woman's body, invite that child hood version of yourself, invite yourself to play, invite yourself to explore again and to get curious rather than trying to unbecome her, rather than trying to shun her and keep her out. And this is something for me, as I said, like the little girl fear maybe doesn't come up for me, but I know in doing my own healing work to dive into those like memories of childhood and to dive into like things that were you're carrying along with you from when you were a child. Like I resisted this type of work for a long time. And what I often find comes up, especially with our Epiphany, our Soul Sessions clients, that there's always still some memory or some thing that's happened that they're holding onto that has triggered that lack of confidence or that feeling small or that person who's afraid to take up space 
I was just going to say that there's generally always some lesson or some story we learned when we were really little and totally unaware that it was happening to us that is implanted on our heart that we then need to rewrite. We need to rewrite Mm -hmm. those stories. We need to end chapters to start new ones. We need to really liberate ourselves from the beliefs that we've been taught as a little girl, often those experiences are happen on the playground or happen in the cafeteria. I was not kidding when yeah. I talked about the cafeteria, right? So we have to go back to that place when we were that wounded, broken, vulnerable little girl and literally talk to her and be like, hey, you, it's okay now. You are loved. You have kids. You are maternal. You are supported. Yeah. I think a powerful exercise here too is to go back and create that safe space for her and also to rewrite the story. How would you show up today? You know, if that as the woman you are, how would you rewrite that story? How would you show up differently as that little girl on the playground? And then show up that way right? Show up bravely to the networking event. Show up bravely in your business. Show up bravely as a mother. Show up bravely in your relationship by using your voice. And if we can bring in Brene Brown here, who's such a huge expert and role model in vulnerability and women's leadership, but she challenges us all to step into the arena, right? And the vision that just came to mind for me there when you talk about going back to rewrite that story as this woman that we are now, like, can you bring that little girl with you as you step into the arena, as you decide to be brave and be vulnerable and to share your truth rather than trying to shut that little girl out? Can you invite her in? Take up more space. Oh, that's so beautiful. We've got a couple mantras for you women out there who are having trouble showing up as a woman in your wholeness, and we're hoping that these can really help you elevate and rise, start to sink into some of this healing. And just like we've been talking about, to take up that space too, to feel like you belong at the grown-ass table. So the first mantra is simply and eloquently, I am a grown-ass woman. And it is safe for me to enter the arena. It is safe, guys. It is safe for you to play big. It is safe for you to step into that next level for yourself. It is safe for you to show up on that stage. It is safe for you to go to that networking event. It is safe for you to speak to your peers. It is safe for me to receive pleasure. It is safe for me to desire things for myself. It is safe for me to be luxurious. I am a grown-ass woman, and it is safe for me to show up in my wholeness. Walk out into the world, sister, and if you feel like there is some healing for you to be done in order to step out into the world bravely and to step into the arena, if you're really excited by the fact that your little girl is allowed to live through you and you're excited to welcome back creativity and curiosity, get in touch with us. Soul Sessions is always open. We're always accepting new clients and we'd love to work with you to do some of the work to start this healing process. And until then, just remember these two mantras. I am a grown ass woman. It is safe for me to enter the arena. Thank you so much for joining us today. There really is nothing better than bringing a group of grown-ass women together. 
So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and come get real with us every week as we spit our truths and get ready to rise. And if you know other women down to get real, please do us a favor and share this episode on the socials. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at ForTheWildFemme so we can give you a shout out. Instagram is definitely our favorite place to hang. So come join the combo there and we'll see you back here each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Get ready to rise.